Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Crazy is as crazy does. The Life of a Serial Killer by John H. Mudgett is a tensely clever first-person psychological thriller that deep dives into the world of an experienced serial killer. The ebook is available for purchase via Amazon and is free for Kindle Unlimited readers. It is a graphic tale, as the cover suggests. The fictional protagonist, John Goodman, is an amalgam of human predation and darkness, carefully stitched from the ragged shreds of multiple serial killers and mass murderers' lives. But though he is fictional, the circumstances of Goodman's dark life are firmly rooted in historical characters and events. Crazy Is As Crazy Does begins in 1955 and follows John as he evolves from a timid and disorganized criminal into a powerful mastermind of deception and intimidation. The story takes readers on a journey through a 75-year-old killer's life, ending shortly after the capture of the Golden State Killer in 2018. But like all unreliable narrators, readers are forced to grapple with an important question. Can they accurately separate fact from Goodman's twisted fiction? Readers quickly discover that a real horror unfolding is twofold. The murderous activities described by Goodman himself and the twisted transformations of those around him culminating culminating in a a shocking shocking high-stakes ending. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Do we ever introduce ourselves? Hey, y'all, this is April. This is Caroline. Uh, And this is Bloody Happy Hour. It's so bloody. Thirsty Thursday on deck again. And Joe drinks out. This is story number three of our Women Killer Month. I hope you have enjoyed it thus far. Thus far. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, they can also go to our Facebook page and to our Instagram page and look at all of our amazing posts. And they can comment, and they can do all the things. And share, and do all the things. And hey, can in the beginning, we like to tell you, always rate us, always yes. review us. And when we say review, that means actually leave a comment. And you know what? It doesn't matter. That just helps us move up the iTunes like ladder. Basically, yeah. it can be good or bad because like we're we consider <laughs> we consider all of your good things and all the constructive criticism. Con- exactly. All the opportunities so we can improve. Opportunities. You like that? Yeah. I, I 
good vocab this week. I have me a truly today. What oh. are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking. Um, it's called gummy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's called. Are, are you chewing or drinking? Oh, I'm oh. drinking. Oh, I okay. forgot. Uh, <laughs> it's a wine. Oh. It's still a wine today. Mm, okay. I should have. I should have just went with whiskey. Yeah. Oh, you'd feel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go gargle some later. It's okay. She, yeah. So, um, you're jealous. I still like her voice. Yeah, she loves her. Sh- I love her new sickly voice. So, can you name her? Her voice. Oh, um, Shh, don't name her Sheila. I feel like you're Sheila. <laughs> don't name her Sheila. <laughs> I feel Whatever like you're you Sheila. Do, don't name her Sheila. I mean, just think about like it. Sheila. No, call me like. Scarlet, can I just call you Scarlet? Because it kind of sounds like you may have Scarlet fever. A little <laughs> worried. <laughs> You're but Scarlet. I don't even know. Does Scarlet fever? Don't you get like so? Red Caroline's or not here. This, this is, is Scarlet. Scarlet. Hey, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, this is Scarlet. And then she's going to do a audio only, um, <laughs> sex, sexual. Mm-hmm. Yes. Podcast after this. That's what we're doing next. And then we're she's going to film an ASMR video. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are. Remember, this is true you crime know, slash comedy. I you, I don't even know words right now. Um, eighteen jobs. No, I've changed all those jobs to just what you just said. Oh yeah, that's those are new things. Forget yeah, all the so other I jobs. Have all these new jobs. So, um, true crime sex slash comedy. So we're going to guarantee you just true crime sex. I mean, that might be the next story. Oh, is that like a... I p- mean, we always almost talk like about porn type of sex. True crime sex. Okay. Leave it up to Sweet Pea. This is a porn podcast. <laughs> oh, it's a porn podcast? Yes. That's what he says? Yes. Um, so listen, we're always going to tell you a true crime story. Yeah. But you'll probably get a laugh in between here and there. Listen, but not at the actual crime. Where's the fun the if idiots. there's no laughing? I know. At the idiots who commit the damn crime. I mean, They're as always much as, as much true crime as we have, have to slash get to slash that's all I watch anyway, besides a little bit of, you know, Love Island or something. I don't know. It's really just true crime. Is Love Island the one where they're naked? I don't know. I like actually Temptation Island is my oh, favorite. That's okay. where they go in as couples oh. and then they go and they get tempted by the other people. And then it's like real. Just Why would you even go I there? Don't, I do not know. I don't know. You want to get out, I guess. Y'all, this is my story that I told y'all about a couple weeks ago that I found out about when I went on vacation to Panama City Beach. And um, I, th- you know, there's always a lot of things that ha- it's freaking Florida. So there's a ton of stories, but this was close. <laughs> and this is a good story. And Eric Caroline has never. Eric? <laughs> oh, you call- Eric. That's a good Eric, name. Eric. I was going to call you Erica. Erica? Yeah. Okay. Um. So. She has never heard of it, and I'm hoping that you out there have not heard of it, I or at least not. heard of all of it. So this is the Chameleon Killer. She's known as Elaine Antoinette's parent. Elaine parent. Okay, but you got to pay attention because okay, I've seen and heard chame- the Chameleon Killer, but I didn't know ever the name yeah. or the story. So go. Okay, so this is in 1990. I'm taking you back to 1990. Great year. There was a woman named Beverly McGowan. She was 34 years old, and she worked at a bank as a loan officer. And um, she 
had been on her own for a while, and every place that she lived, she didn't just love it. She didn't feel at home. She wasn't comfortable. So when she found her two-bedroom condo in Pompano Beach, Florida, she loved it. And But she had so much room, and it was just her and her two cats. So Sorry. So she had moved around a couple times, but now she feels settled, right? And so she was like, hey, I got this room. Let me make some extra money and rent this room out. You've been there, right? Oh, what? Oh, yes. Like a VRBO. Yes. No. No. You've had a roommate. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Have you had a roommate before? Did that work out for you? No. Well, it didn't work out for her either. But hers was way more traumatic. Oh, good. So she put an ad in the local newspaper. (laughs) I just said good. Not not good, but it's okay. She put an ad in a newspaper, and she was renting out her bedroom condo on the beach for $290 plus half of utilities. I would live there on the beach condo. Oh, yeah. Half utilities. Yeah, I mean. Except for she has two cats, so I wouldn't. I'd have to not do it. So, but. She was, so she put out this ad, she screened her application, she was very careful, she even passed on a lot of these applications because this person had to live with her, she wanted to be picky about it. She came across an application from a woman named Alice, and when she looked at Alice, she was like, Alice is a perfect fit. And she was telling her roommates and she was telling her friends that Alice was from England. She had a great accent. She dressed in this nice, like a name brand clothing. And she was just very sophisticated. And she felt safe with Alex. So she called Alice over and they did like a little interview. Well, Alice was charismatic and Beverly was um, just loving her. So she was going to move in. Alice does some shit called numerology. And I don't even know if that's (laughs) a real thing or if Alice made this up. But basically, you get the person that you're talked to is like numbers in their life, like birthday, passport, driver's license number. And then you predict their future. Oh, (laughs) I mean, I feel like maybe. Dirty Chad was that to me because I gave him all that shit, but it wasn't like was a dirty I wasn't chat trying in numerology. To, I wasn't trying to get him to tell my future because obviously, well, you know how that turned out. Um, Alice was so good that Beverly told her like her driver's license, her birth date, passport info, and Alice did the calculations and pre- she predicted her future. And Beverly had a bright future, according to Alice, at this time. And so the next day, Beverly, like, told her friends that she had... What? Her bright future was she was going to come into a bunch of money. She was going to meet the love of her life, and she was not going to have any worries. No, no. So at at 34, she's excited to reach 40, right? Oh, she is. So the next day, Beverly was... I mean, um, Alice was supposed to move in with Beverly. This is on July 17th. This is why I say never trust anybody, (laughs) ever. That's my stepdad's birthday. Listen, I was in Panama City on July 17th. (gasps) So when I'm reading this shit, and it's (gasps) the date, and I'm in the town, I'm like, I'm supposed (gasps) to tell the story. Oh. Okay, so Alice moved in on July 17th. By July 18th, Beverly's friends called her because they wanted to hear all about the move-in day and all about the new roommate, and there was no answer. 
But they were like, okay, she's probably busy. Um, siblings called. There was no answer. And so they were, they were like a little alarmed because it's not like her, but they were like, she's probably busy. But by July 19th, they had got a postcard in the mail that was postmarked from Miami, Florida. And the letter was written in Beverly's handwriting, and it said that she was quitting her job, selling her condo that she loved so much, and she was traveling. And that was it. And so her brothers and sisters were like, no way. This is not, this is totally out of character. She's not going to give, she finally got happy. She's not going to give all this up. So they went to her condo to Pompano Beach and they went to go check shit out. They saw, okay, her car was missing. Her cats were gone. Oh, oh. Her address book was gone. Her birth certificate and her passport and all that. Like she went to a numerologist. Gone. Well, but they were like, so it looked like she might have been traveling, but clothes were untouched, closet was full, drawers were full, bed was unmade, nightgown was on the bed, cats were gone. Cats don't travel, do they? Mm, I don't don't know. know. Why would they be gone? I don't know. Listen, I know a lady who walks her cat on a leash. I'm not friends. This is not a cat friendly podcast, (laughs) y'all. So, um, listen to my favorite murder if you like cats. Yeah, don't listen. Yeah, they're the perk ass. And yeah. They do. She likes her cat. She so just got a dog. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know why I'm her best friend. They found. <laughs> and so when they were in there, they found that there was a telegraph from the mortgage company giving them permission to foreclose on her condo and permission mm-hmm. to take possession of all of her belongings. And so that was red flag. Another red flag, you know, so they've got like 14 red flags. Little did they know, they had no idea that at the same time they were searching their sister's condo, there was a fisherman fishing that also made another gruesome discovery and their life would be forever changed. So a fisherman was fishing along the Florida Everglades, which is basically swampland. And he saw that what he thought was... Not a mannequin. A body. <laughs> it he, w- he thought he saw a bag of rags. <laughs> like, wait, Nobody rags? ever is like, oh, there's a body. They're always like, there's a mannequin. There's a bag of rags. There's uh, a what? okay. whatever. Why and would you see a bag of rags? Because she was clothed. And so he oh soon found gosh. out that it was a female body. She still had her clothes on. He called and got help. Well, he didn't call. There's no cell phones. He had to run and go get help. Oh, there's payphone. And... The when the police got out there, the body was fully clothed but severely mutilated. So, trigger warning if you don't like to hear the details, pause or fast forward or just turn down the radio or the radio, your phone. <laughs> her hands and her head were hacked off oh. very, like, jaggedly and roughly. Her shirt was raised up above her waist, and there was a section of her skin that was cut off, and her throat was slit. Oh. Yeah. Her body was so mutilated, the police were like, there's no way we're going to be able to identify her. But upon further investigation. Sounds like my next one I'm doing. uh Uh-oh. There was a small tattoo of a flower, like on the under the hem of her jeans. So I'm thinking like ankle area, 
And that's what they used to identify it as the missing Beverly McGowan. So now her family knows, like, this is her and she's gone. The same day that her body was found, her um, checking account was withdrawn of $795. She only had $800 in there. Oh, so she took as much. She took as much as she could. There was... um, her credit cards were used at a local mall, uh, mall to buy books and like all this designer clothing. And so they talked to family and family was like, hey, Alice, it has to be Alice. Like she was supposed to get this new roommate. Yeah. And it never happened. And so now they're focusing on this Alice chick. And I put quote unquote on Alice oh. because they soon oh. find out that Alice does not exist. <gasps> what? No. So in their research, they found that there was a plane ticket purchased for a flight from Miami to London, but nobody on like the roster or manifesto or whatever that is was named Alice. So they had to talk with, you know, all the people and they found out that Alice was actually going by the name Sylvia Ann Hodgkinson. So there's a new what? name. You got to keep track of these names. Sylvia so maybe Hodgkinson. <laughs> Hodgkinson. Hodge, I don't even. I can't even. That's, don't even. That's got to be a fake name too, because Hodgkin's disease. That's a no. disease. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's not a fake name. Um. Okay. So, but after they found Sylvia's name, like they hit a wall, and there was nothing. So remember, this is July. They've got nothing until October. So then Sylvia's name pops up again when she buys a plane ticket from London. So she's bold enough to come back from London to L.A. Oh, my. But then Trail goes cold because she rents a car in a different name named Charlotte Cowan. So there's two names. There's oh Sylvia gosh. and there's Charlotte. Charlotte. So this bitch is like one step ahead of the cops. She is. Like they'll, she'll give them a little bit, bit but then... They hit a wall like it goes cold. So cold again until May of 1991. So it's almost a year. And when the rental there. So what happens is police find a car that was reported stolen. And it's Mm -hmm. that same rental car that Charlotte rented in October. She never returned it. And they found a lady passed out in the car that was reported stolen, and she identified herself as Elaine Antoinette's parent. But when they search the car, they see an ID of Sylvia Hodgkinson, Charlotte Cowan, but she's saying her name is Elaine Parent, so they were like, oh, no, we need to take her in, right? So they took her in. Oh, my gosh. And then she posted bond and got out. (gasps) They had no idea she was wanted. Like, oh. they had no idea there was, like, because this is, I guess this is L.A. I don't know where this is. But, you know, this is, it's, she's not a, f- she's wanted, but she's not officially wanted. I guess not, like, a f- total fugitive yet. Yeah. So. St. Lucia, St. Lucia. Um, when the investigators find, like, okay, here's some new names, they start to dig into these names. And so they found Sylvia, and Sylvia is actually from London, but she is, she's missing, and she's been missing since 1986. Oh. And no one can confirm if she's alive or dead. So they look into Charlotte. Charlotte was actually from 
Florida, and she's alive, very much alive. So they go and they interview Charlotte, and Charlotte is like, yeah, I know an Elaine parent. I met her in Orlando at a club called Faces. And Charlotte loved some Elaine. She loved her designer clothes. She loved her charismatic personality, her British accent. And they chatted for a while at the bar. And Charlotte ended up giving her all her info, too, because Elaine knows numerology. So she gives her birth dates, driver's license, and... Like, when she was born, where she was born, all the things. I just can't. So she predicted a great future for Charlotte, too. Everybody's got to have a bright future. <laughs> I want to go see Elaine. I mean, is, is anybody out there know numerology? Um, because I guarantee if you asked me, I would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so Charlotte was so impressed with Elaine that she invited... Elaine to lunch like wow, a couple days later special. with her mom. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm just picturing myself like me. If I'm inviting my mom, like me and my mama, we we would have peeped it out. Like the <laughs> FBI would have got a call from us. <laughs> hey, you're looking for this bitch named Elaine and we got her. We're, we just ate some spinach dip. <laughs> Come and get her. But. Not to make fun of Charlotte, because she was like, my mom is not a fool, but my mom even liked her. So this is, like, how good Elaine was. Oh. I just pretend like me and my mom are better. Yeah, Like, sure. we just probably should have been in the FBI. Oh, I think my mom is in the FBI. Probably. So after that, um, Charlotte, like, they went to lunch, and Charlotte didn't hear from Elaine for a while until she got a phone call in the middle of the night, out of the blue, and Elaine was like, my Annie died. My, my Annie died? My Annie. No. My Annie. Her auntie. My her, Annie. <laughs> her auntie died and left her an inheritance. Oh. But she had to split this inheritance with her brother. Oh, she had to kill her brother. So her brother had her committed to the hospital <gasps> to keep her away from the money. The money. So, like, nobody knows if this is a true story or if it's real. Like, are her and her brother crazy? We don't know. So, about a month after this phone call, Elaine showed up at Charlotte's house at 3 in the morning. She had on a mustache. What? She grew a mustache? Nope. A pasted on a mustache. Like Mr. Potato Head? She was No, like a... No, she was, like, in a fingers. And a whole, it was a paste, it was like a, a glue on mustache, and she had a whole different attire. Next podcast, I'm going to wear a mustache. Can you please? Yeah. Please. Okay. You call so, me Eric. <laughs> I'm going to call you Eric. Okay. She was, okay, so she had on the mustache. She was hysterical, and she was begging Charlotte. She was like, this, she said she had to wear this disguise to escape from that <laughs> mental hospital that her brother had her committed. <laughs> oh, my. And she was like, give me your birth certificate. I need your birth certificate. <laughs> I need your numerology. <laughs> I need your birth certificate. Who because just has their birth certificate like laying around? Like, oh, it's in my wallet. My birth certificate? <laughs> Is yours? I, I'd have it's to my, really dig for mine. If somebody's like, oh, let me first, I'm like, uh, what? 
Where is Get the it? fuck out of here. <laughs> Listen. I'm from New York. Charlotte gave her the birth certificate because oh. Elaine was like inconsolable. Like she was relentless and inconsolable. But I'm kind of glad she did because we know what Elaine's capable of. So Charlotte might not be alive had she not given her birth certificate. Oh my gosh. But here's the crazy part. A few weeks later, Elaine mailed the birth certificate back to Charlotte and was like, thank you. <laughs> and then she never heard from her again. What? Yeah. So she lived to tell this story. Um, so I, I mean, I still don't, I don't know. I don't know about Elaine yet. Like I just, I don't know. Okay. So I don't, I don't know. I don't either. Here's new information that the investigators have. Oh, and cause they're like, okay, well, Okay, so Charlotte's alive, Sylvia's not. They're thinking Elaine Parent must be her like her real name. Maybe that's not like a alias or like a, a, a somebody's identity that she stole. And so they go back to the apartment of Beverly at uh-huh. the beginning of the story. Uh-huh. And they're like, let's just find some evidence that this is Elaine Parent that was at the apartment. So they're looking for fingerprints. They're looking for, like, hair. They're looking for fibers. Nothing. (gasps) There is nothing at the apartment. And the sergeant on the case was like, she is the best one. She's got to be one of the best we've come across. She was intelligent. She was meticulous. But she was deadly. This is a quote from the Irish Times. Oh my so gosh! This is making Elaine's like head big. Like she becomes ar- arrogant because she knows they're looking for him. She knows she's even been put in jail, but then they let her out, so she feels like she can get away with anything. Yeah. So she starts taunting, and mm. she sends a painting to the fl- the lead detective in Florida. It's an oil painting of herself. Like what she looks like. I've never heard of like female killers doing it. It was always just guys like mailing stuff to the cops. So arrogant. (gasps) On the back of the painting, it said, Best wishes, your chameleon. And so she named herself. Yes. And so that's why they started. Oh, see. I love it. It's when they name themselves. I hope this doesn't go bad. Okay, so I'm almost done. Okay, so Elaine would be wanted for Beverly's murder. For 12 years. Mm. This goes on for 12 years. 12 years. And they only know like a little bit of her movement. She would come in the country. She would go out of the country. Would she, she would continue to send them things? like the No, I think that was it. Mm. Um, she got, she got, ran out of paint. <laughs> she ran out of paint. She was too busy finding identities. She didn't have time for that. She's too busy numerology. <laughs> so she would slip in and out of these different identities, men, women, she even was so good, she filed, like, a lawsuit under another identity after being injured at work and won. <gasps> and she got money. I want to know how to do that. She is Let good. My, let me call my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he probably has. He probably knew. He's a lame parent. Oh, hell. He's a true lame parent. He's not picking it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, in desperation, authorities, like, are like, okay, it's been long enough. Let's call America's Most Wanted. So oh. her story aired oh. on April 6, 2002. 2002? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So the murder happened in 90. It's now 2002. Oh, my gosh. And so immediately after it broadcasted, they received a tip. Somebody 
spotted Elaine, like basically it's their neighbor, and Panamana, Panamana, oh. Panama City, oh. Florida. <gasps> yes. That's where, they, that's where she lived. That's where they saw her. That's where they saw her. That's where I was. That's where they're like, it's a chameleon. I recognize There's a chameleon. There's the chameleon. There's the chameleon. Y'all, listen, I looked for like what apartment complex it was. I because you know I would have drove there, but when you get I there, you find just it. stand in front of it and take a picture. I mean, I would have maybe found like the door, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, no, because I was. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's usually what I do when I find places. I take pictures in front of it, and did you channel them, and you like I I channel them, then and then if it's a victim spot, I like I I say a prayer for like the victim. You know, I do all the things. Okay, so listen. Police go to uh, this address because they're like, we got this bitch, okay. right? Yeah. But when they show up to the door and they see the person who answered the door, they're like, this is not who sent us the painting. Like, it looked like a different woman. But gladly, they wanted to rule it out. So they were like, okay, this is why we're here. We need you to come down to the station. So the lady that answered the door was like, okay, well, let me change. He was like, can I have some IDs? Show me your IDs. They took a military ID, and then as they were looking at it, it seemed a little sketchy. And they were like, ma'am, what? Questioning the ID, and then they heard a gunshot. She shot herself <gasps> in the chest. Fatal gunshots with the three fifty seven Magnum. What? So they came, and they she was, was like, her. oh, I got to go change. And then she just went and ran and she killed herself. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. So every all the everything that she knew like died with her. She like she wasn't able to answer for her crimes. Oh, what a coward! She took it to the grave. She was a coward. What a coward! So all are they all are. Of course, they had to comb the apartment, and so they found all these disguises. Men disguises, women disguises, a book on stage makeup. She perfected like stage makeup. So well, these all days, these people all these that met her, normal. yeah, <laughs> all these people that met her were like, sometimes she's James Charles, some days she's not James Charles. Yeah, sometimes she's Jamie. <laughs> um, she learned how to speak French. Like there was a notebook full of like names and social security numbers and relative names and date of births and credit cards. She had her numerology. And it said we could not find her laptop or her diary. So I don't know if they knew that there was one, like that she had those things or that they were hoping that they had those things. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like so this episode aired and then it aired that she was dead. So all of her victims were like relieved that she was dead. Oh. Because just think of how many lives and credit and whatever like Good. that she messed up, mm-hmm. right? So it's been said that at least seven people whose identities she was known to have are still missing. Oh, what? And after all these years, nobody really knows if that's even her real name, Elaine Parents. It does not sound like a real name. So her full name was Elaine Antoinette Parents, and they tracked that down to like a woman that supposedly grew up in the Bronx, but there was never like a solid link or a birth certificate or anything to prove that that was her real identity. And so 
here's the thing. If that wasn't her real identity, who the hell was she? Does she have any parents or anything? What was she, what was she running from that caused her to steal all these identities? And then how many victims did she really have? Or how many unsolved crimes could she be a link to? Nobody ever came forward. That so that story can? about her brother. Yeah, she is definitely a can, yeah. catch me. Wait, catch me if catch you can. Catch me if you yes. can. Yes. And she was actually compared to that. <gasps> yeah. Wow. She's definitely wow. a catch me. Like, what is it called? Yeah, catch me if you can. That's catch me if you can. So nobody, like her face was all over. If you just Google the name, you see like there's pictures, but not a brother, not a friend, not a high school classmate, not a nothing, not an ex-husband. She did have an ex-girlfriend and the ex-girlfriend knew her as a lame parent, but that is it. Oh, wow. This is what I, I'm just like, the effort that people put in to be crooked. Like, just put that effort at, like, it's being real. Don't get Doing it. Doing something legit. It, it takes it's a not, lot of effort. It's not that exciting. It's not as exciting. It's, uh, a, it's the excitement. Listen, this bitch it's was It's whatever smart. makes people excited. I mean, yeah. people, sometimes, you know, you got to have that crazy. Yeah. And well, maybe liking that crazy. Listen, this is a lame parent. But it does she, seem like so much work. It It's a lot of work. But if you're, like, a super smart person and... You just, I don't know. Maybe they just want to get caught. I don't know. I don't know. It's too much work for me. It's too much work. Too much work. Y'all, there's a story. I hope that this was a new story for you guys. It was a new story for me. Yay. And so we have one more story in the women killer. That's Caroline's next week. I guess, Do are you going to scoop them? Do we know? Is it going to well, be a surprise? I feel like I scooped him the first week. And but did but you change guess what? it? I changed it. <laughs> I changed mine. I, I was actually supposed to talk about Madame LaLaurie. LaLaurie. But I figured we would have a whole Louisiana month. Oh. Like Cajun killer Louisiana type. Idea. Yeah. Well, so we'll save that. I was going to talk about Diane Downs, but just because she's up for parole. In 2021, mm. which I have found nothing about. So I'm sure she'll be denied it because she's still. She should. And and I recapped the story to my sister like over the weekend and I could recap it really quickly. So it could be a cookie. Okay. But I'm going to do Candy Montgomery. Ooh. I always That's all I'm going to okay. say to you. Yep. And a I lot of candy. Candy. I know. We had Candyman. We had. Yeah. That's all the candy we had. Oh, that's, that's actually all the candy we had. I'm excited because I have no idea who she is. And I love all stories I know, that I don't know. This is what I heard. That she's going to be, that there's a Hulu series coming out and a HBO series. I mean, they're probably like Ooh. one or two episode shows or series. Yeah. That are both coming out. One is going to uh, star Elizabeth, I don't remember which one's which, Elizabeth Moss. Okay. From ha Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. There's Elizabeth Moss and Elizabeth Olsen, so they're both starring in in these new uh, ones called Candy, and one is I forget what the other one's called, but yeah. So <laughs> Candy Montgomery. So stay tuned. Yeah, Candy Montgomery. Stay, stay tuned, tuned. Stay tuned. What else are we supposed to do? That's it. Hey, uh, email us any story suggestions. I got a great one. Uh oh, <coughs> just just hold on a second. Wait. Hey, y'all. 
Carolyn's dying. So I'm going to end this for us. Um, go find us on all the platforms. Comment, rate, review, subscribe. It's all right. She'll be good by the next time you hear us. Bye, y'all. And we're... Bye. has been a Rogue Media Podcast.